Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. You're listening to Book Club Babes. Let's get into it. We're really excited to meet you if you can't tell yes. because we yeah. absolutely adored this book. I think it's oh my, my favorite God. that we read this year, to be honest. Wow. I think so too. Honestly, yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. amazing. Thank yeah. you. There's so many elements of it that were just so well predictable and, and well, good. Well written, obviously. But yeah. I just love a book that you don't know except for Chantel yes. guess some of it <laughs> but even still I even I even said this to Caitlin like even I felt like you left like really great trails and breadcrumbs for us and like putting it together I was still shocked and like gasped out loud multiple times <laughs> even though I was like you know what I think maybe like Cleo is Eve and then I was still like oh my gosh it's confirmed <laughs> oh yeah yeah I, I would rather it be guessable than come out of so far out of left field that it is not guessable if you see what That's I mean true yes yeah, yeah. yes I have read a few books I read one recently actually where I was like oh I would never have guessed that but I don't love it <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. It shouldn't be a kind of out of left field moment, I think. Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Well, we've got Mm -hmm. some questions for you, obviously, from some of our babes. So if we could just jump into those, that would be fun. Let's do it. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. So um, I'll just start off with a question from one of our babes. Her name's Ashley, and she wants to know if your own love story displays Uh, inspired the great love that was between Jen and Kelly slash Ryan Um, (laughs) and she wanted to know like how you're like how you met your husband (laughs) there is so it's actually the most google term with my name is husband (laughs) Um, it's like some source of because I never really show him on like he doesn't want to be on social media um and obviously I do. So there's like yeah. the complete opposites in that respect. Yeah. Um, it's because he's become like a source of huge intrigue, I think. So like, <laughs> he's one of your mysteries me. now. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And like yeah. you only really read about him in the acknowledgements. Like I don't talk about him anywhere else. So, um, but yeah, absolutely. Like all of my heroes are him really in some, he's quite Aww. multifaceted. <laughs> so, you know. like I'm writing a version of him at the moment that is his sort of sunny side whereas Kelly is definitely like his dark like he's quite he's quite a cynic my husband so he's definitely Mm -hmm. got that in common with Mm -hmm. Kelly obviously Mm -hmm. he's not you know exactly so yeah it is um yeah I think you know, you know, you, you have to write beyond what you know, but I also think your own experiences just do filter into novels, definitely. Absolutely. I love too how you originally, like reading this book from the beginning, you originally think it's a book about a mother and a son, and then it mm. develops into the relationship between Jen and Kelly as well. I love that it was not just relationship between a mother and a son yeah because when I thought of the idea I then 
really worried like am I sort of annexing the husband plot onto should it just be about Todd but then I thought it would be quite a boring book if it was just like Todd had got involved in a gang and she yes. had to unpick that like I think yes. that would be really quite predictable so yeah I'm glad you I'm glad you liked that sort of 90 degree turn in the middle yes. of the book oh I loved it because I'm I'm not a mother and I don't plan on being a mother so although oh, I can interesting sympathize with the feelings that Jen was experiencing and the guilt I can't empathize so to have that element of her like one true love as well like really gripped me I'm quite preoccupied with marriages I think nearly all my books contain exploration (laughs) of a marriage but interestingly I was child-free by choice and then I changed my mind when I was 36 um yeah which is kind of like but I was staunchly like I don't want children I never want children Mm -hmm. I don't know why people do it um so I'm that cliche of like the old biological (laughs) clock I think (laughs) oh I love that (laughs) and I I did love too that the relationship between Jen and Todd was I I love that it was that idea of like am I a bad mom like did I Mm -hmm. Because I think that is someone, if I were to ever consider having mm. children, that is also like yes. how I think a lot of mothers oh. feel like that, yes. but don't yes. say it, right? Yeah. I think that's exactly yeah. right. And I felt it because I had been so sort of staunchly child free. Yes. And actually it was really empowering when one of my friends said all mums feel that way. And we all have a different reason maybe, but actually every mother sort of self-flagellates really because they, you know, they haven't been perfect. Right. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. that's, I don't know if it's like cliche to say, but like, it's almost like a sign of a good mom yeah, or yeah. a good parent yeah. being like, yeah. am I doing the right thing? Am I being a good parent? Am I yeah. doing the right thing mm. by my child and advocating for them? I think like the idea of like, if you're um, truly a psychopath, you're probably not going to ask yourself if you're yeah, a psychopath. That's <laughs> it. True. True. That's it. Like the True. guilt is evidence that you care really. Yes. 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 yes yeah. yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Okay. We've got another one here from Maddie and she wants to know, I actually know the beginning of this question. Where did the idea for the book come from? You posted on your stories that you were watching Russian Doll. Yeah, right? that's right. Yes. Yeah, that's right. I love that. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then she also wants to know, which I'm very curious about, did you already know how it would end when you started it? Um, I mean, I think most readers would expect that she stops the murder. And weirdly, I quite like to write an unpredictable ending sometimes, but I knew that I had to play that card. Yes. Because <laughs> otherwise it'd be really unsatisfying, I think. If Yes. But no, I didn't really know until I started planning it. And actually, for a long time, the ending was that Jen commits the murder for him in a kind of maternal self-sacrifice, mm-hmm. which I did really like, but I, I do like a happy ending. Yes. So, you know, her going to prison instead felt kind of dissatisfying in a way. Yes, especially with if all of the Kelly slash Ryan stuff was yeah. going to happen as well, it would be sad. Yeah, yeah, I know. And I wrote one book with a sad ending. And I do think people don't recommend a book as much with a sad ending. I think it's like a bit of a thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I I was obsessed with the ending of Wrong Place, Wrong Time. Like I just, the love story between Jen and Kelly slash Ryan was so great that it would have just actually been heartbreaking for them to have not ended up I literally was like 
Yeah, I was like, <laughs> <laughs> Yes, and do you like to read romance do you are you like a romance reader no not particularly. no okay that's interesting no because no. I do sometimes think you know I'm writing thrillers but I'm really writing love stories and I do wonder sometimes what readers make of that yes <laughs> maybe yeah. they're tech are they the same thing though <laughs> right no, I mean, yeah, love like... love is a roller coaster it's a thrill <laughs> yeah <laughs> and, and complicated love is, like, love is stakes isn't it like if yeah, there are yeah. high stakes in a thriller it's because yeah. the characters like each other usually so very yeah. true oh that's <laughs> a great point yes because honestly like I feel like Chantal, you felt it too. We were we were rooting for Kelly even when you started to yes. hate him, thinking he was this big liar, mm-hmm. right? But you're like, and oh, yeah, even Kelly. when Jen was like kind of faffing on like, was am I going to stay with him? He's lied to me for yes. so long. Like you were still like, please, though you love him, you know yes. you do. <laughs> yeah, and I even yeah. love that little that little nugget you put in where um. I can't remember her name, but the woman that is working under Jen, the mm. intern, when she goes mm. and spies on Kelly and he, mm. she comes back and says he talked about how much he loved his wife. It was just one of those things where you were like, okay, there's, there's <laughs> something else going to on together. From, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Have you okay. got one, Sean? Or, uh, yes, Chantal? I do. Yes, I do. Okay. So we have a question from Shauna and she was saying that the homes in the book feel so real, like such great descriptions. Um, and she wanted to know what inspired the ca- cabin in the middle of nowhere. That was Jen's fave place that she lived with Kelly. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I think I just made it up. I don't think that one came from anywhere. Um, but I do find I I really know I'm in the groove of my book when I know about my character's home life, I think. And like in the book I'm writing at the moment, they live in like an upside down house. So their living room and dining room and kitchen are on the first floor and the bedrooms are on the ground floor. And they call it their upside down house. And I just know that it will stay into the final version because it's kind of just one of those things that's just a bit interesting. Yes, Mm -hmm. yes. I I loved how when um, Jen would wake up, it was like you were describing what was around her and she like knew where she was in that moment yeah. just by the feel of the carpet the way the light was coming in yeah exactly exactly and it's just crazy yeah. and it made you think back to like yeah I would know it, it would have been college the light's different in here like yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it really painted the a great mattress, picture it's like a cheap mattress yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I love yeah. that too and I also loved when you put in that perspective and I think that a lot of women feel it I know that I personally have but where she went back to when she was in her 20s and she's like damn I was a 10 like but she didn't feel yeah. like it then when yeah you look back and you're like, I love that I feel like <laughs> yeah. more younger women should be like you're a 10 and you know it now, right now. <laughs> yes yes <laughs> okay uh we've got a question from Nicole she wants to know if you're a plotter or a right on the fly type author um I'm a plotter definitely um but I'm not I'm a prolific redrafter, so I'm kind of the worst of both worlds. <laughs> um, like I do like five or six drafts before I deliver to my publisher. Um oh and they're do-overs. Like very often I delete the first in fact, I almost always delete the first draft, <laughs> even though oh I've plotted God. it out. Um, so yeah, I am a very inefficient author, really, <laughs> in that respect. <laughs> I oh, feel like the funny. most that I ever write is an email but I feel like I've read it like 50 times before I like yeah. am I gonna press send 
Yeah, it's not unlike that. Oh my gosh, this book felt like you would have needed some sort of plot for it, like a murder map. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. Did you have like a visual that you were going by to kind of remember where you were at? Yeah, I did. I wrote it in lockdown, and so I could kind of dedicate a lot of time and space to it because I wasn't doing anything else. Yeah. So I had. I had two like washing lines um (laughs) and on one there was like it was the timeline called what happened and it was like 2004 to the present day and like index cards like Ryan joins the police Ryan goes undercover blah 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 and then um the other timeline was how Jen finds it out and I would basically just in the morning take an index card from each one with the same date on and be like, right, this is what I'm writing today. <laughs> oh, That's my amazing. gosh. I, <laughs> I it, love I mean, that. But you did it so seamlessly. Mm. Like, I don't know. It just. Yeah, it's funny, that book. It did. It was an easy one to write, like compared to many others, which is really surprising because it's nonlinear. But um, yes. it it did just in some ways it did write itself, which is, you know, a privilege as an author, because it's definitely not always that way. <laughs> I highly doubt it wrote itself. But <laughs> that's sweet to say. I, yeah, honestly, like none of the chapters felt disconnected which mm, was no, probably one so. of the best parts right because even though you're going back in reverse you weren't it was yeah lost you, you weren't really it. lost in it. time yeah you weren't <laughs> no. like yeah off yeah. in the middle of nowhere you really yeah. like helped us through it the way yeah, you yeah. yeah. I'm yeah. glad <laughs> <laughs> um I think you kind of already touched on this but Anita was wondering um did you ever read something you've written and think WTF was I thinking? <laughs> oh God, all the time. Yeah, on a daily. Um, yeah, I'm doing it at the moment. Like I'm writing absolute like bollocks, really. Um, I think that's what. Yeah, you, you just do that until you write something good, um, and then you keep the good stuff. That that's my process anyway. It literally is like trial and error. Yeah, yeah. How do you know <laughs> you've written something, written something good. Um, you just, you feel just it? know yeah you just yeah, know I blush with shame when I'm writing bad stuff um which oh. I do for the whole first draft pretty much okay. and then I fi- I hit on something and I'm like this is actually gonna stay but they're so few and far between in those early drafts for me I don't I don't know if this is very normal like I do think I'm more of a redrafter than most authors to be honest Oh that's yeah, so yeah. interesting that I would love true. to read like for the first draft of oh god it's un- unrecognizable and the prose like is so bad there are no characteristics of anyone like it, it is unrecognizable it's almost like a thought dump like that's your yeah it app, is right? it is yeah. exactly it's the equivalent of like taking a lump of clay mm-hmm. and just molding it for a while and slamming it on the table and then once you've got it on the table you can then do stuff with it that's how I regard a first draft oh I love that yeah, that's love so that. cool Mm-hmm. okay this one is from deb and i'm on board with this one she wants to know day plus one which life has jen lived she has no recollection of having gone back in time anymore or does she i don't know i'm curious about that did she live both lives and now she's just living a new life as jen styles yeah so jen has lived a full 20 years with Ryan. Um, she doesn't have any memory. Of oh, the she doesn't have any memory. No. Oh, I was curious about that. And what I was kind of trying to say with that, when she goes, who's Cleo, is 
maybe this is happening all the time and lots of women are saving their sons oh my god your dog oh, so, <laughs> so cute <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing. Oh, she, is she, what breed is she? Is she she's a, a bull terrier bull terrier oh <laughs> lovely um <laughs> yeah <laughs> so um I was in a profound moment about my plot and then got <laughs> totally distracted by dogs dog. um, I mean <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah I was kind of trying to make the point that if you don't know it's happened maybe it's happening all the time hence the epilogue um is just another woman experiencing it um so oh my yeah, God, she doesn't so remember. Weird. <laughs> yeah, it's like what if we've done that? What well, like we... everybody gets deja vu, don't they? And there wasn't really, yeah. you know, a consensus like explanation on it. And I just kind of was thinking about that while I was writing, and I was like, maybe that's the explanation. Oh my mm-hmm. goodness! You just want to like get in there and be like, "Am I in a time loop? Am I on the wrong <laughs> timeline right now?" I know. Oh shoot! Yeah. <laughs> I, know. I was thinking, have you read Midnight Library? No, I haven't actually. I know it was massive, um, but it, I haven't actually read it's, it. It's got a bit of a, it's not necessarily like a time travel element like your novel, but it does have a bit of a like, what if I took this path and those are all mm. explored. Um, and mm. your novel sort of, because that felt really like I loved, yeah. I loved thinking about that and thinking, applying mm. it to my own life and whatever. Mm. And your novel felt kind of like prolific like that as well in the way where it's what if I have time travel and brought me to this place like (laughs) I don't know yeah that's kind of why I wanted to include like the hysterical strength stuff because that is a phenomenon that is recognized and I obviously added the bit about deja vu in there but I just kind of thought for the ending I wanted to root it in reality like kind of you've been reading this novel that you thought was a fantasy novel really but kind of like what if it wasn't and what if we just don't know it's happening uh, yeah that gives me so yeah. much anxiety <laughs> yeah I know me too me too <laughs> thinking about how frustrated Jen was I know I would be the exact same like yeah. waking up being like why why yeah <laughs> why? yeah, yeah. I know. don't make me explain it again to somebody yeah. else <laughs> yeah. don't yeah. make me seem crazy yeah yeah, like, <laughs> yes. yeah. um right. okay I have a question from Deb, another, another question from Deb. Um, so she's wondering if Jen's dad in the final timeline would still have a connection with Joseph, meaning like he's still a crooked lawyer. Um, and would he have still like helped facilitate the dealings in this epilogue, I guess, second timeline or mm. final timeline? Yeah, oh. that, I, you know, I had actually never thought about that until I saw saw that asked somewhere maybe it was in the comments of your Mm. I can't remember where I saw it but I knew somebody had already asked that um I think he probably would because she didn't change anything that would stop him like Ryan never going undercover doesn't stop that he Mm. needed the money so yeah yeah, I think he probably would and I'd like to think once he had enough money he would sort of extricate himself but maybe not um because he was kind of greedy did (laughs) ryan never go undercover in yeah so jen meets him so he's been doing the cork board and all of that but he never actually moves to the bedsit and goes undercover so they fall in love before he ever does that so he never has to pretend to be kelly aligns so much in my head because then he wouldn't be curious about her father exactly at all yeah oh my goodness 
<laughs> well, and then I guess she ends up because after everything kind of like the whole fate aspect of the book um, comes into play and then she starts forgetting about everything like that kind of she's gone yeah. through. Um, I guess she would never be like, my dad was a crooked lawyer because that was something no, she that would never know. She yeah. was yeah. never know. Exactly. Because she was very upset about that. She was like, these are mm, things yeah. I'll never unlearn. Like, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah yeah, yeah. So oh, she i'm glad that gives her that. some peace then yeah, yeah. <laughs> she holds Honestly. her dad in high regard like you can tell yeah. that she loves him yeah yeah okay i i yeah. loved that part that uh conversation between um kenneth and Kel- i guess he what it's kelly R- mm-hmm. slash ryan at the time mm-hmm. where he was like this is what we're gonna do and then the dad was like well she's my daughter too i'm prepared to go down for this yeah, i don't like you yeah, i love yeah. that but just the mm-hmm. love the, at the core of everything it was they all just loved jen yeah yeah and just got out of and hand. that is the core like, of all of my books really there's always that because i just think people don't kill people or go undercover or whatever for just because they want to like my characters only ever kill really because they love someone um right. and i think that's kind of how most people are that are not like psychos (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. true that's true that's very true okay this is i'm dying i gotta know about this epilogue (laughs) we need more details about the epilogue okay so was the stabbing bound to happen regardless of who carried it out can pauline change what's happening happening similar to jen and if she does how does that re-impact jen kelly todd etc yeah I know I mean yes yeah, it's, it's like another novel isn't it yes, yes. Um, so I haven't plotted this out um, but I would imagine she would try and stop it and maybe it would impact someone else and yeah I do think it's like a perpetual exactly I do think somebody bad like Joseph is probably going to meet like a ghastly end at some point um, right. and it was kind of these women hoping their son wasn't behind it mm-hmm. um but I do think it would be like a domino effect and he, he probably would get killed by somebody else yeah mm-hmm. it's almost like his parents might have had to go back in time yeah to his story <laughs> yeah. so yeah. that so he wasn't a criminal a exactly. criminal in the end because yeah. if yeah. he's going to be a criminal he's going to be a criminal kind yeah. of thing god yeah. I wish I'd done that as an epilogue Joseph's parents that would be so interesting <laughs> well, <laughs> well I mean you could always write, <laughs> can write another, another book, book. <laughs> <laughs> I might email my publisher like we need to do a version two <laughs> <laughs> Joseph's parents. yeah yeah oh my god release mm-hmm. epilogue part two part two funny <laughs> 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 oh my goodness Okay, so I just wanted to know, um, and so did Shauna in the um, group, she wanted to know um, if you had to do a lot of research yourself on time travel, and what that looked like, um, that aspect of it looked like. Yeah, I did a bit. I mean, I'm a bit wary of doing like a science dump on a reader because I just think that they're not reading this like a textbook. But what I did was I found a paper by somebody who was writing about whether a time loop is theoretically possible. And he is a um, physics professor at like a big American like university. And I emailed him. Credibility. (laughs) Exactly. And I just emailed him like, look, I'm writing fiction, but I kind of want an explanation. Like this is what I'm thinking about deja vu and stuff. And we actually had a Zoom. um, And 
it started out as research into physics, but actually he is Andy and he was, was wearing, <laughs> he was wearing the um, Franny and Zoe, t- like he was literally wearing the t-shirt. Oh my gosh. Um, so amazing. I lifted him off Zoom and I put him in the book and he knows I did that. So actually it was character research really in the end. Oh my gosh. Oh my <laughs> I was, gosh. my next question that. was going to be, tell me about Andy. I loved him. <laughs> actually such a pivotal character for Jen but not really for the novel necessarily like I feel yeah. like we needed him to get some stuff but I was always curious like what's going on with Andy but he was really like Jen's therapist in a way like the one yeah to be like, You're not crazy think, yeah you know I, I have an established thriller readership and I didn't want to suddenly be like I'm writing a time travel novel like hope you can keep up so Andy's function it's suggested by my agent actually when she read a draft she said I think you need like a somebody provide guidance and summarize what Jen knows sometimes because it it is a confusing book um so that is his role really but I kind of had a lot of fun with him because by you know by the end of the book he's like 15 or something and you know he (laughs) can't help anymore yeah Yeah, exactly um so yeah I I think I had a lot of fun with how she gets him to recognize who she is and stuff like that it became quite fun for me I loved mm-hmm. the imaginary friend George yeah. part, yes. and I love how she great. tells him, and he's like, like "Oh shit, oh shit, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like yeah. wow, this is <laughs> real." But it's almost—it's almost in a way, sort of. I mean, for Jen, absolutely, but unsatisfying because she could never, she couldn't go. I—I I mean, she doesn't wouldn't even remember him in the yeah. Jen style of life. Like, so yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I know oh that like their cross might their paths might cross, and she would never know who he was. It's kind yeah. of weird, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then I mean, yeah. the same the other way too. It was mm. very interesting. I love that idea too that there are like, it felt like there were core things like Jen and Ryan were meant to be together, and that still mm. played out just differently even like Cleo slash Eve and Todd Mm. were meant Mm. to be together and so that played out yeah and I wanted to kind of write about fate in that in that sense really I find it interesting but not in a cheesy way it didn't feel like I'm glad I'm glad yeah Mm. no it was definitely I feel like it was a book about technically about fate but it was a thriller it was a romance (laughs) it was I know a crime it was amazing like it's a lot of my books, they don't it's, know what they are. It hit everything again for but me. Yeah. Well, I just think, like, why write a thriller with cardboard characters when you can write a thriller with really rich characters? And why stop mm-hmm. a thriller? Why not write a love story as well? Like, I just yes. think you can throw the kitchen sink at a reader and they actually don't mind. It's actually a rich experience for them, yes, I hope. Absolutely. It absolutely, absolutely was. Yeah. It's funny, too, because. I remember in our first episode, Chantal was kind of like, well, I'm kind of looking at Kelly, but I loved Kelly too much then. So I was like, no, Kelly's not involved, not at all. So when you did bring that in for Chantal, she had kind of been suspicious, but I was not at all. So we had Mm. a different experience reading it, the Mm -hmm. same book at the same time, which was cool. I love that. Yeah, I, I was like sus on him the whole time and Caitlin's like they're meant to be and I'm like I yes. don't know about this they're not oh He's my up to something yeah he was. Well, he was. He was. Um, 
I, I think we don't want to really take all of your time yeah. but is no, there anything yeah, that yeah. you wanted to like say to any of the readers or like just that I enjoyed listening I'm supposed to be on maternity leave and I <laughs> have come out of my shell to uh, come on this podcast because uh, I just oh, enjoyed listening you. so much I feel, oh <laughs> I feel so honored thank yeah. you <laughs> oh and we always ask our authors are you mm. team audiobook physical book or ebook do you know actually ebook these days which I never thought I would say because I, I get sent so many proofs but in the pandemic I started because I didn't sleep very well in the early bit as I think everybody oh. didn't because I was like mm. what's going on I found like comfort in just turning my light off in my bedroom and just having my kindle with backlit yes. and I've just stuck to it so now I read all my proofs digitally which I never thought I'd say but I haven't read a physical proof for like a year Oh, how I was, neat. I know. Whoa. I, know. I was in the same, like, well, not the same exact boat, but I was diehard real physical book. I but, was. Yeah. It's that backlight. If you're a night reader, the backlight is life changing. It's so good. And I know. I and you don't older. have to like wake yourself up to turn the light off again. You can yep. just, mm-hmm. just shut fall the asleep. on the floor. Uh, yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah. <laughs> like turning up the text size as I get older and sleepier. <laughs> Your eyes, yeah. you know what I mean? So I'm like, yeah. Yeah. the text yeah. can't do that in a real book. It's really nice. <laughs> I know it is. And you can't search. I'm like, who's that again? And I highlight the name and it's like yes. X-ray comes up. Like, this is the protagonist's brother. Like, it's great. <laughs> yes. 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 I love that. Oh my God. Yeah. I love that. Oh, one last question. What book yeah. are you reading right now? Oh, yeah, <laughs> I am actually reading. Uh, what is it called? Let me look at my email because I was sent okay, it yeah. by my editor and I want to get this right because um, I'm really enjoying it, actually. Um, so it is Jocelyn Jackson's With My Little Eye. Um, and it's basically about a woman who thinks she's being stalked. Um, but it's really well written and she is an actress and she's already quite famous so nobody really believes that she has like they're like well that's kind of the price you pay for fame and stuff like that and it's somebody in the public eye sort of I find that like quite an interesting discussion um and yeah she just like she has a sort of she has a friend who lives in her apartment block and he's a man there's no romance between them because they're both really obsessed with their exes and they talk about their exes a lot and there's just it's peppered with like interesting characters like that like just kind of slightly offbeat so yeah I'm really enjoying that um so that's what I'm on I don't think it's out yet um but it's coming soon I think oh (laughs) on the radar yeah yeah Yeah. we've got a little inside scoop and I you keep mentioning that you're currently writing another book yeah I am Talk so my about next it a little bit at all is, I can yeah I have two in a way because my next one is completely done um I just gotta proofread it um that's called just another missing person okay. and yes, I want to it already is, on my to read is it oh <laughs> yeah, nice yeah. <laughs> yeah so it's about a woman who's a police officer and years ago she covered something up for her daughter and she is assigned to this missing person's case in the present day and at the end of the first day's investigation she goes to her car gets in and there is a man in the back wearing a balaclava who says I know what you did and now you're going to do everything I tell you to on this case and his first instruction is drive um 
so it's kind of like about police corruption, but it contains this twist. I did nine drafts of that book before the twist worked. Um, <laughs> like it made my hair go grey. So um, I hope it's satisfying. It's a big midpoint, kind oh, of like Gone Girl. Well, I'm excited yeah. now. I'm excited. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And the book I'm writing at the moment is I've written 45,000 words of a first draft. And it's about a woman who... Um, she's at home with a new baby and she turns on BBC News and there's a breaking news alert that says there's a hostage situation in central London that's being streamed on YouTube. And she keeps watching the news in shock and she realises that the person taking the hostages is her husband who's just left for work. (laughs) So I'm having so much fun writing it, which is why I've pitched it just now because it's nice to talk about actually. I'm obsessed. Yeah. Already obsessed. I'm glad. Yeah. I'm glad. <laughs> it kind of has like shades already, of yeah. wrong place, wrong time. Because obviously the husband has some secret. Yes. Um, but yeah, I'm having a lot of fun with it. <laughs> Ooh, yay. Well, wait. we've got lots to look forward to. Yeah. Yeah. I bet you'll <laughs> be like in labor baby will writing. Allow me to write it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I know. I know. Can you just hold on bit... for 10 minutes, please? I've I know. got a few more words here. <laughs> I will push in a minute. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, congratulations and thank you yes. so much for joining That's us today. Nice. Thank, thank you. Oh my yeah. gosh. We're so excited. Thanks for some you... of your time. Yes. Yeah. yeah, you're very welcome. You're very welcome. I look forward to listening to it. Well, okay. Right. I'll let you go then. <laughs> Have a good evening. Thank you. Thank so you. Much. Bye bye. Take care. Bye. 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 <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. Please join us over at the Book Club Babes Facebook group for book discussions and to make your book recommendations or on Instagram at bookclubbabes.pod. If you'd like to reach out to us directly, you can email us at bookclubbabes.pod at gmail.com or contact us on our website at bookclubbabes.ca. If you love the Book Club Babes podcast, please tell a friend about us. And until next time, bye! Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.